WWLS The Sports Animal, live from Augusta National with Craig and Sam Humphreys. Proudly sponsored by Air Comfort Solutions, Prove It Brush, The Inner Urban Restaurants, Golf USA, and Buffalo Wild Wings on the Northwest Expressway. And welcome back to Augusta National. Craig Humphreys reporting live for The Sports Animal. Normally our third round wrap-up about this time, but of course uh, play was suspended in the third round today, and so... Uh, We're going to come back in the morning, uh, finish up uh, the third round starting at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow morning. Uh, And then the final round expected to begin about 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 in Oklahoma with uh, playoff 1 and 10, but in pairings for the final round tomorrow. And let's bring in the guys from the 73rd hole, Taylor Williams and Sam Humphreys. Good evening, guys. Good evening, Dad. I mean, it's one of those... Yeah, absolutely. T-Dub, I mean, I don't know what it looked like watching from home, but out there on the course, I know there's no such thing as a miserable day at Augusta National, but between the cold and the rain and the mud and the umbrellas block and everything, that was about as miserable as, as it gets out at Augusta, T-Dub. Yeah, I could, like you said, there's probably not a bad day to be at Augusta, but this would probably be at the very top of the list of days you would not want to be there. And yeah, just watch on TV, guys. I mean, it just seemed like, the, the rain just kept coming down, and you're thinking, man, how long can they keep doing this? And you can see the standing water on the greens. You're thinking, man, that sub air has to be pumping really, really hard for this. And you just thought that maybe if they just got a little bit of a clearance in the rain, if it just started raining just a little bit easier, they would have been able to have some time to, to get things worked out. But the rain just kept in coming hard, guys. And unfortunately, they, they made the call pretty early after canceling play within the first few minutes. Just that, yeah, we're done for the day. We'll resume in the morning. So a uh, little, bit, little bit of a buzzkill being watching from home at the same time just means we're going to have a lot of golf tomorrow. Well, the good news is really not much rain in the forecast for tomorrow. I think there's a 5% chance at 8 and 9 o'clock, a 5% chance all the way up till 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. And then it is 0% uh, when they start back at 8.30 in the morning. Temperature is going to be about 45, 46 degrees. But even at 8.30, I mean, you're going to have a 13-mile-an-hour wind out of the northeast. Uh, that's going to go up to 15 miles an hour uh, by 11 o'clock and noon and then start dropping a little bit, uh, 14 miles an hour through the afternoon. But the tricky thing is uh, it's going to be gusting 20 to 25 uh, miles an hour uh, tomorrow. So, But the good news is we got a dry forecast for tomorrow, and I think by tomorrow night uh, we're, we're going to have a winner of the green jacket. But right now uh, the final group for the third round uh, only finished six holes today. Now, Brooks Kepka has about, what, 12 to 14 feet for par on number seven as he pushed his drive to the right on number seven, uh, hit his second shot, ran it up into the front left bunker, and then pitched uh, past the pin, like I said, about 12, 14 feet. So he will have that left for par. He's only had one bogey in the first, what, 42 holes of this golf tournament, uh, but uh, he's in danger of a bogey at the seventh. And then John Rahm is going to have, what, eight or ten feet for birdie at number seven so we could see a quick two-shot swing in the morning before they leave the seventh green i mean it's possible that that kepka's lead is going to be cut in half from four to two and we do have to say for sam bennett guys that the uh, third man in the final pairing he had a rough start bogeys on each of his first two holes but you got to give him credit for pulling it back together pars on three four five and six has hit the green and two on number seven uh so sam bennett uh, alone in third place at six under par. But, uh, guys, um, first, uh, T-Dub, let's start with you. What are, what are your thoughts on what you saw, especially in the final group? 
Well, what's pretty funny is that uh, for the for the final group, we couldn't watch uh, the first uh, three holes essentially because they didn't they were not in the featured groups, which I thought was absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. So, in all honesty, really, really get to saw holes four through six, and going on the app was how we got to see it. But uh, but yeah, it just seemed like Kepka was playing very solid, had a very nice up and down from the bunker on number two, able to make a birdie there, and just just played hard in. He hit three of the first uh, six greens. Had a, had a really good up and down out of the bunker, just left on four. So playing very, very solid there. Rom was able to do the same on two, make a birdie. And uh, and then he came back, unfortunately, with bogeys on four. And five on four, he had a shot very far left. There's actually right at the green side bunker. That's something you don't see very often in that front, that front left pin. So he had a very tricky spot there. Was able to actually make a pretty good bogey there. Then bogeyed five, missed about a 10-footer far on that hole. So, but like you said, Hope, man, he's got about an eight to 10 footer coming out of the gate. So we could wake up in the morning. We could see a two shot swing, or we could also see a situation where Kepka just goes up and makes his far putt and Rom ends up missing and we could have a, a no shot swing. So th- there's a lot of variables here. Unless you're up at, at 6 30 in the morning, exactly see if there's a very good chance that when you first turn on the coverage tomorrow morning, the leaderboard will look uh, pretty different at the top. And Sam, you were out there. I don't know how much of that uh, was following the, the final group. Uh, but uh, I know it was quite wet out there, Sam, if you didn't have an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt about it. And there was certain areas out there where the crowd is standing that was literally like quicksand out there. The, I mean, people's feet were sinking under how much mud there was. And it was a wild scene. I mean, like I said, no bad days at Augusta National, but it was just, it was tough for everyone out there, not just the players. But when I saw the squeegees come out on number seven, I knew uh, that they might be suspending play because you know, as well as that course drains, Dad, for there to be water standing on the green, I mean, that's that was time to suspend play. But I did, uh, when I got home, go back and look at some shots uh, that were hit in that final group. And Sam Bennett has to find something with the driver. I think maybe this uh, play being suspended to, uh, today and, and obviously all the way through tonight might give him some time to kind of relax and, and not – um, you know, be so quick and, and nervous that he kind of looked off the tee uh, to start off that round. And then, yeah, guys, like you said, Kepka continues his dominance on the par five birdies on the par fives throughout the week. Birdies number two um, to start the day and consistent play coming in. Um, so, guys, I mean, it, it's going to be really interesting. Like you guys said, there can be a big swing to me if you ask my opinion on how tomorrow's going to go, I think it's going to be a two-horse race between Rom and Kepka. I don't really give anyone a chance to get up there with those guys. Yeah, T.W., look at the leaderboard right now, and as we said, uh, Kepka a four-shot lead on Rom. As we did say, I mean, that, that could be cut in half to two shots, depending on what happens on the number seven green. But right now, Kepka seven shots up on Sam Bennett. And then you have a group at five under par, and really some of the best rounds of the day came from that group at five under par, uh, Patrick Cantlay. And, and each, each of those guys uh, that were three under for the day, that's tied for the best round so far in the third round. But Patrick Cantlay got off to the great start. Uh, birdies on two, three, and four to jump from two under to five under. Uh, parred everything else until he got to number 11, did bogey 11, got one back with a birdie at, thir- at uh, 13. And so he's, he's three under for the day, through 13 holes, only five holes left to play in his second round. Matthew Fitzpatrick also started the day at two under par. He had birdies at number two, seven, and eight on the front nine. 
has pared 10-11 on the back nine. So Fitzpatrick also three under for the day, five under for the tournament. Kalamora Kawa started the day at six under par. Um, He had it all the way to seven under par through four holes, still seven under through five, but bogeyed six and seven right before the suspension of play. And then Victor Hovland out of Norway who played his college golf at OSU. Victor Hovland started the day at six under par uh, and – Hovland came out with a bogey on the first hole to start his day, got it back with a birdie on number three, but gave it back with another bogey at number five as par at six and seven. So Hovland also in that group at five under par right now, tied for fourth in this golf tournament. So T-Dub, if if there was a charge from someone outside of that final pairing for the third round, uh, who do you think it would come from? Well, I, I pretty much agree with Sam. I think eight times out of ten, essentially, this is going to be a two-horse race between Kepka and Ron. But I will say this. Let's just say, for example, Kepka does miss his par putt tomorrow, gets in at 12-under and kind of stumbles in. I mean, you can make some mistakes around aiming corner very easily. So if he gets back closer down to the 10-under mark, I think that could open up uh, the door for some more players, even if Ron does play steady. Because even though Bennett is still currently in solo third right now, which is crazy, just shows how tough he was playing today. But, yeah, Cantlay, he doesn't have an abundance of holes left, but he's still 3-under. He brought up... Maddie Fitzpatrick as well. I think Moore Cowboys are a really good bet to make a run. I actually thought he was going to make even a, a bigger run, but his bogeys on six and seven really set him back after he hit a phenomenal shot in there on number four to about uh, six feet or so, was able to capitalize on the May putt. Then even Phil Mickelson, guys, he had it to a six under at one point. To, uh, he was two under through six holes with birdies on three and six. Unfortunately, came back with bogeys on seven and eight, dropped him back down to four under. But uh, in all honesty, guys, if anyone is able to come back and make a chase, it's going to be all dependent. On, on what Kepka and, and even Rom to an extent do because if they just play the golf that they have been playing up to this point, I completely agree with Sam, and I think more than likely will be the case of none of these guys, unless they just go on some legendary run, are going to be able to catch those two. But normally we're talking, um, uh, going into the final day, we're talking about 18 holes left to play, and in this case uh, you got Kepka and Rom counting number seven. Uh, they have 30 holes uh, left, so 12 to complete the third round, 18 more in the fourth, so 30 holes left uh, for the final group. And then, you know, even guys, like, like you said, like um, Morikawa, Hovland, um, they still have, what, 11 holes left in, in, the, in the third round, so 29 holes left. So point is, there's a lot of time to have big swings. Uh, and we often see big swings in scoring, especially in the final round here at Augusta National. So still some, some names capable. All I'm saying is, you know, guys like Morikawa, Hovland sitting there at five. Matthew Fitzpatrick, of course, won a U.S. Open. Patrick Cantlay has been one of the top players out there uh, for years. All the all those guys at five under par. And then even the group at four under par, Justin Rose, Russell Henley, uh, who had the great uh, second round to get back in position. Henley's even par for the day. I mean, even par in those conditions today, that's a pretty nice round. And, and Rose was even through nine holes. Henley was also even through nine holes. And Phil was even through nine holes today. Like T-Dub said, I mean, he got it all the way to minus six, gave two back. Uh, and then Joaquin Neiman, also in that group at minus four, uh, all four of those players shot an even par 36 on the front nine, which uh, you shoot even par today. It was You were going to pick up a little bit of ground today. Uh, one guy who lost a little ground, Cameron Young, he came out and birdied the first hole today, but gave it back with a bogey at number two, a par five, normally you would think of as a birdie hole. And, and stayed at five under until uh, he got to number seven and doubled, um, excuse me, uh, yeah, doubled number seven and then came back with a birdie at number eight. So Cam Young overall 
uh, only plus one for the day, but quite an adventurous uh, start for, for Cam Young. And then he's tied with Jason Day. Day, like we said, he got it all the way to nine under par through 14 holes of his second round. And then Day shot four over on the final four holes of the second round. Uh, Day started the day at minus five, got it to minus six through two and three, but gave one back with bogeys at four and five, and he still sets at minus four. Still tied for eighth. And I tell you, another guy that's that's making a move today is Scotty Scheffler. And Scotty Scheffler started on the second nine, teed off on number 10 today, uh, started the day at one under par for the golf tournament, goes out and shoots one under on his first nine, which was the second nine, and then uh, Scheffler made the turn, picked up a birdie at number two as par number three. So he's through 12 holes of his third round. So two under for the day, three under for the golf tournament. Probably too far back, but still a lot of golf to play. Any thoughts on some of the guys I just mentioned? First of all, I'll start with Scotty Scheffler. He did get to start on the easier part of the golf course. Obviously, guys like um, Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, other names we were mentioning that are chasing, Phil Mickelson, Joaquin Neiman, Cam Young, all those days, all those guys, Jason Day, another one. Uh, they haven't gotten to the back nine, which allows some a little bit better scoring. And so, yes, yeah, Scotty did his job in the bad weather. Um, is two under on the round so far, like you mentioned. Um, but he's got some tough holes coming up, especially if the wind gets up tomorrow. And you were mentioning that these guys could make a run, but I, I find it hard to believe because I think that the winning score is going to be double digits under par this wee dub. And I'm looking at some of these names like, Matty Fitz, do I see him in his last 30 holes or so uh, shooting six or seven under, guys? I mean, I, I just don't see it happening. Victor Hovland, is he chipping and putting well enough to shoot six or seven under um, on his last 30 holes? TW, it, it's just it's tough for me. It, it's a tall ask, I, I, I'll put it. Yeah, I, I genuinely agree with what you're saying, Sam. I mean, like I said, it, it, you're going to see something that you don't see Kepka do, right? I mean, they even broke it down in live for a Brandel Chambly of all people talking about how great Chris Kepke is when he has the lead and just some of the stats he's bringing up. We, we talked about one of the things that's really hard to do in golf is follow up a good round with another good round. And he's bringing up some numbers to show that Kepka really doesn't have a problem with that at all. And that's something that shows that he's just an, an elite talent to say the least. So, yeah, I don't think he's going to come back at all. And, and the, really the only question at my point is, is Rom going to be able to get up there and make that push? I do think, Sam, I think the more likely scenario that happens tomorrow is that we have a shootout for what's going to be third place, which uh, for a lot of pools, and there's going to be a lot of riding on that. And uh, that would be interesting to see. But, yeah. It, but like Huntman's saying, too, we still have, you know, a lot of people have t- over 27 holes left. I mean, there is an abundance of golf to still be played. And really anything could happen, in all honesty. It's just uh, I think if you had this tournament with the situation you have right now over the course of 100 or 1,000 times, I, I think the vast majority of them, Kepka and Rom, are going to go out there and make a race. And even sometimes, guys, uh, Kepka may go out and uh, run away with it by multiple shots, which is something that a lot of people thought would have happened uh, yesterday whenever he finished at 1,200. Well, today was the first time in Masters history that we had – uh, two players, double digits under par through the first two rounds with Kepka and Rom. Kepka at 12 under to start round number three. Rom at, at 10 under par. Uh, Kepka, really, I mean, he tied for the best round of the day on in the opening round on Thursday with the uh, 65, seven under par in the opening round. And then he also tied for the best round of the day in the second round with a 67 uh, to get to 12 under par. And Let's talk about his game. I mean, Kepka. Now he he's had a number of key par savers, some of them in the you know eight to twelve foot range. Uh, but that's always a key in any golf tournament, right, guys? Uh, to 
to make the the par putts, especially the par putts of you know uh, seven to ten feet in that range. Uh, and Kepka has done that. But like we said, he's only had one bogey. He bogeyed the 13th hole in the first round when he pulled his drive to the left. He had to back way up to keep that point between him and the hole. Ended up with the bogey. That's his only bogey for the golf tournament. Now, he is in danger of his second bogey at number seven. He's going to have to make that 12- to 14-foot par putt. Uh, but, T-Dub, just talk about the consistency we've seen from Brooks Kepka. Well, I remember, and a lot of people, too, Tiger fans will remember at the 2018 PJ Championship, all the, all the putts in that range you're talking about, man, for 7 to 10 feet that Kepka needed to make, the essential putts that you need to keep your round going, really, at any stage, especially on the back nine of a major championship. And he was just so rock solid on those. That's one of the reasons why he's been able to win four majors is because that length of putt in the pressure moments he was able to make, which is something that not very many people have been able to do. And he's shown that he's been able to do that through the first uh, 42 holes uh, of this tournament. So, yeah, I, I think that that's going to keep on going. I mean, he's never been the type – to uh, to play good and then and then start to crumble down the stretch. So no, I, I think that first is going to be right there. I mean, he will have some pressure on him. There's no doubt about it when it comes to him in the afternoon. I mean, in 2016 when Jordan Spieth went to the back nine with a five shot lead, we didn't think there was any chance that he was going to lose that tournament, and, and somehow he did. So and it's like Justin Thomas earlier had a 99 percent chance analytically to make the cut when the day started, and then he ends up missing it. So uh, some things that could seem very predictable uh, could definitely go awry. But uh, you know, one thing we talked about Kepka too this morning in particularly before uh, the round started was he's just been hitting his iron so particularly well and he looks healthy and it looks like as he talked about yesterday in his interviews he's able to get on his right side and really be able to turn through the ball like he's been wanting to so uh so yeah i think kepka is really in, in prime form and uh, i feel like if he would have won on the pj tour the week before instead of a live event i think we would have looked at this even more so i mean sam was dead on having him in this in this top three but uh, yeah kepka is finally healthy and uh, this is gonna be the last time we see him at the uh, top of a major leaderboard i think yeah, the only two guys that had Kepka were uh, Sam and Al Eshbeck. Uh, Al had Kepka in his top three. Give it up to Matt Meyer. He had John Rahm to win the golf tournament. Sam, let's talk about Rahm. He's only won one major, the, the 2021 U.S. Open. But he's already had six top fives and nine top tens in majors. Four of those top tens have been right here at Augusta National, where he has never missed a cut. He finished fourth here back in 2018. But, Sam, he was on fire early in the year when he won in Maui, in La Quinta, in L.A., tied for seventh in in San Diego and was third in Phoenix. So he was back to number one in the world. Then he kind of lost it uh, with his driver for a month or two, Sam. What what do you see in John Ron's uh, game right now? Well, I definitely see the consistency off the tee coming back. So far this week off the tee, John Rum is gaining one and a half shots on the field off the tee. So, I mean, clearly he's driving the ball well. Now, we did see some interesting shots from Rum early today. Some of that might been what might have been weather, but I mean, the the nose and iron, but the tee shot on the par three fourth hole that was a little out of the ordinary for Rom, and then obviously uh, got a little wayward on five as well. But um, yeah, for the most part, the problems in recent weeks have been with the driver, and I I think he's gotten those things figured out. Um, you know, obviously at the players WD, but he wasn't playing well before he withdrew tied for 39th at the Arnold Palmer and tied for 31st at the Dell technologies match play. But I think a lot of us underestimated Rom coming into this event because of those tournaments. Let's not forget that this is the same guy 
that won five times since the Tour Championship, Dad. I mean, after the PGA Tour season ended last year, he's won five times around the world and add in a tied for fourth, a tied for eighth, a tied for seventh, and a tied for third. He was the hottest player on the planet. And in my opinion, I think he's the most talented player on the planet. He just has to play, um, you know, a little bit more consistent golf at times like we saw on four and five. Where, where do those swings come from with Rom? It, it happens every once in a while. Um, and I haven't seen that from Brooks Kepka. Brooks is absolutely striping the ball this week, gaining two and a half shots over two and a half shots, strokes gained approach with the irons. I don't see him faltering at all. He's dominating the par fives and doing what he needs to do on the tough par threes and tough par fours out at Augusta National. And when he puts himself far away from the hole on some of these greens, I've seen some great lag putts from Brooks Kepka as well. Like we saw on five, the triple breaker from about 60 feet that he, he put up there uh, within stone dead. So I think Rom for him to put a little pressure on Brooks Kepka, number one, he needs to make that putt. It doesn't matter what Brooks Kepka does. It will put pressure on Brooks if he goes out there tomorrow, makes that first putt, uses it as some momentum, and then put the ball in the fairway so he can give his great iron play a chance to, you know, make a little bit make a little bit of noise and maybe put some pressure on Brooks Kepka, start hitting it within 20 and 15 feet and roll in a couple of those putts. And, and Brooks will definitely feel the pressure out there because I'm sure the crowds will be uh, definitely rooting for Rom tomorrow. All right, let's go ahead and take a timeout. Craig Humphrey is reporting live from Augusta National, joined by the guys from the 73rd hole, Taylor Williams and Sam Humphreys. And we do want to say thanks to all of our sponsors, Golf USA, Interurban Restaurants, Buffalo Wild Wings, Ed Lynn's Place, on Northwest Expressway and Air Comfort Solutions, and also our newest sponsor, uh, the great people at Groovet Brush, quite possibly the finest golf club cleaner ever made. Introducing Groovet Brush Wet or the Mini G, the dry brush. It simply attaches to the bag via a very strong magnet, no D-ring or retractable lanyard that wears out. It features a three-year guarantee. So hit them straight, keep them clean with Groovit Brush. Visit GrooveitBrush.com, the wet club scrub. More with Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys coming up as we wrap up a Saturday here at Augusta National, live on the Sports Animal. WWLS, the Sports Animal, live from Augusta National with Craig and Sam Humphreys. Proudly sponsored by Air Comfort Solutions, Groovit Brush, the Inner Urban Restaurant, Golf USA, and Buffalo Wild Wings on the Northwest Expressway. And welcome back to Augusta National, our Saturday wrap-up show with Taylor Williams and Sam Humphreys of the 73rd Hole. And, guys, let's talk about two of the bigger names in golf over the last, you know, 20-plus years, 25 years or more. In, in Phil's case, Phil Mickelson playing in his 30th Masters. Uh, Tiger Woods uh, playing in his 25th Masters this week. Phil at age 52, Tiger at age 47. And we had a situation in the, in the second round where Rory comes out and shoots a five over 77 and is down the road missing the cut. And then it was an interesting situation with uh, Tiger uh, hanging right on the cut line. And basically um, his uh, destiny was determined by Justin Thomas because going into the last two holes, uh, they, uh, Tiger needed Justin Thomas 
and Sunjay M needed one of those two to at least play the final two holes in one over par. Justin Thomas bogeyed 17, then bogeyed 18. Thomas still could have kept Tiger out of the golf tournament if he had birdied 18. As it was, he needed a par to, to make the cut and stay around for the weekend. He bogeyed number 18. And so it is Tiger making the cut, Justin Thomas, Rory down the road. But uh, it didn't turn out so well for Tiger in the third round as uh, Tiger Woods right now uh, just just really got just off to a, a terrible start uh, in the third round. And, and, and really, uh, you look at it, uh, is in dead last place right now. Sam, what are your thoughts on what you saw from Tiger today? So I actually went out and followed Tiger Woods. I wanted to watch him at Amen Corner one last time and then kind of meet up with the leaders uh, later in the day. Um, I, I ended up catching the leaders on number six. It worked out perfect. But I must have been good luck for Tiger because he was only one over from uh, 10 to 13, the stretch that I saw him. And then, guys, I... I got to be honest, he looked like he was laboring pretty hard on that right leg uh, more than I even saw at Southern Hills uh, when he withdrew there. I'm a little bit surprised, T-Dub, that he hasn't withdrawn and then coming home and seeing what he did on 14, 15, and 16. Now, part of that, guys, and part of the shots that we saw from Tiger on those three holes was the fact that it was pouring down rain uh, right there during that stretch before they called it and suspended it for the day. But I got to be honest, guys, Tiger Woods looks worse after today than I've ever seen in his entire career as far as physically. And, and T-Dub, he, he came out, for those people that don't know, made the cut on the number at plus three, came out with a bogey starting on the second nine, starting on number 10, came out and bogeyed 10. Like Sam said, he parred the next three holes, but then – uh, had a bogey at 14, and then doubled 15 and 16. So he goes, he, he was four over for the tournament, all right, through the first 40 holes, and in three holes he went five over par to jump from four over up to nine over T-Dub. Uh, what are your thoughts there? I mean, he just hasn't done really anything well at all this week, which is kind of sad because you expect to see maybe, okay, maybe a little putt good, or maybe a little iron's good, maybe do something. But, no, everything's just been – uh, pretty lackadaisical and all. Honestly, you mentioned he bogeyed 10. He had an iron middle of the green or middle of the fairway and ended up about a club short of where he needed to and then had a birdie putt on 13 and, and didn't even come close to hitting the hole. That's something that Tiger, even when he missed putts back in the day, he would at least hit the lips and have a chance to go in. And he's had a lot of putts this week that just haven't had a chance, which is also sad because you expect him, he's played this tournament 20 how many ever times, and you expect him to know these greens pretty well. He did make actually a pretty good bogey putt on 14 after hitting a drive that maybe went 150 yards. I mean, it just went straight left off the tee and then has a wedge for his third shot on 15, lands on the front of the green, spins it back. Wasn't very good. Then the shot on 16, guys, was just absolutely horrible. And Sam's 100% right. You could even tell on the broadcast just how much he was limbering on that one side and just he was just limping and couldn't get it done. And in all honesty, I think if he didn't have as much respect for the Masters as he has and feels like that it's the best tournament in the world, I think he would have withdrawn by now. And I do think that if he is able to at least not be in more pain by the time he wakes up tomorrow, that he will try his best to play. But, I mean, what does he have, guys? He's going to have 29 holes to play tomorrow, which is going to be very hard on that leg. So uh, don't expect Tiger's uh, round to, to – uh, or his game to improve anytime soon, unfortunately. He's just uh, – unfortunately, nothing's been right, and uh, it's uh, that's something that I wish – uh, would change it. Maybe we'll get something that, that comes out tomorrow morning and tomorrow afternoon, but uh, I'm not looking uh, too optimistic for it. 
And then another one of the disappointments would be, I mean, at least Tiger Woods is only ranked number uh, 1,001 in the world right now. Dustin Johnson is ranked number 69, which is kind of a joke. Uh, we said earlier in the week there's, there's not 68 players better than Dustin Johnson. But I must say today he kind of played like the number 69 player in the world. He, um, he made the cut at minus one, all right, uh, but he started the day on number 10. He had a triple bogey at number 11. Got one back with a birdie at 13, but gave it right back with a bogey at 14. Birdied number 15, so he birdied each of the the back nine par fives to get it back uh, to plus two. But then bogeyed number 16, 17, and 18. He has parred his first four holes on the front nine, but Dustin Johnson with a 42 on his first nine holes today and is now sitting tied for 51st at five over par, Sam. Uh, What what are your thoughts on DJ? (laughs) Well, my thoughts are was great pick, Sam. That was who I had winning the golf tournament. My pick to win the golf tournament went out there and shot 42 on his first nine in round three. Not very good. Uh, it is interesting that he's actually in round three gaining almost two shots on the field, strokes gained approach, but losing three shots off the tee and, and three shots putting. It, it's been a nightmare start for his third round. Um, ironically, I thought that DJ in the first couple of rounds was playing some pretty consistent golf. I mean, like you said, made the cut um, at one under, and, and I thought that he was doing some nice things, just had to take advantage of some of the par fives. But, I mean, that's just golf being golf, right, guys? I mean, he goes out there, uh, and it's a bad weather day, and anything can happen, right, T-Dub? I didn't really expect that coming. I, I picked Dustin Johnson because I thought he would handle the weather better than anybody. It turns out when the weather comes along, he handled it worse than any of the top players in the world. Yeah, when, when the weather gets as bad as it did, I mean, the same thing come off the, the rails very, very fast, and that's what happened with DJ Huntman alluded to the triple he made on number 11, and then from there he had bogeys of 14, 16, 17, and 18. So has been able to stay the ship a little bit, but four straight pars on the front nine, one through four. So it would be interesting to see how he's able to finish. But, yeah, fairly disappointing week. He expected DJ to uh, maybe show a little bit of form, kind of like what Phil's doing, just come to a course that he's known and played so well. But, uh, and like I said, I think the bad weather has a lot to do with that. In all honesty, it's just uh, it can go south so fast. And a lot of times when it does start going south, you can't really – make it start going back north, right? It just kind of, you're just on the ship and it just keeps on going down. I think that's what happened with DJ. That's kind of what happened with Tiger, too. And uh, the weather, just what will happen is on a normal day at Augusta, you would be maybe two or three over par. And instead, DJ six over par, just like Tiger is through seven holes. So, uh, yeah, that weather's going to make it bad. And tomorrow, we're not going to have the rain, guys, but we're still going to have the cold and the wind. So, I think you'll see even a little bit uh, of that tomorrow from other different players. Uh, let's talk about the guys with Oklahoma connections. Uh, Victor Hovland right now is one over for his third round. Uh, That is through uh, seven holes of his third round. So he's five under for the tournament in a tie for fourth right now in the golf tournament. But then you also have Taylor Moore and Taylor Gooch. Taylor Moore uh, started on the back nine today, one over par. He is still one over par, even par 36 on his first nine today, which was the back nine. And then Taylor Gooch. Uh, started the day at two over par. Taylor Gooch is one under for the day through his first eight holes of the third round. He also started on number 10 today. And then right behind them, Abe Anser, who played his college golf at OU. Abe Anser started the day at one under par, came out with a bogey on his first hole today, also had a bogey on number 12, his third hole, uh, also had a bogey on uh, number 14, 
his fifth hole today, and then also bogey number 18, a disappointing 40 on his first nine holes today. Uh, answer did bounce back with a birdie at number one, Pearl number two. Anyway, bottom line is he's three over for the day, tied for 40th. Uh, Sam, what are your thoughts on the Oklahoma games? Well, I mean, we have to start with Victor Hovland, right? Five under for the golf tournament, like you mentioned. Came out bogey number one, had a bogey at five, threw in a birdie at number three. There's no shame in that start. I mean, one over through seven holes uh, of his third round. I feel like he could make some noise and maybe vault himself up there on the leaderboard tomorrow. I'm not saying he's going going to be contending with John Rahm and, and Brooks Kepka at the time, but of the chasers, I feel like he might have one of the better chances to make a run at Augusta National considering the weather. I mean, guys, he played his college golf at Oklahoma State, has dealt with Karsten in the weather. He plays golf out at Oak Tree National. We know how windy it is at those tough golf courses. Augusta National, obviously a tough golf course and big-time wind coming tomorrow. I think that Victor Hovland might feel right at home with some easier stretch of holes coming up in his third round, maybe give him some confidence headed into that final round. And then I'll I'll mention Taylor Gooch, who I saw today because he was playing two groups ahead of Tiger Woods. So I saw some of his round. Um, yeah, just really striking the ball well. Um, made a b- nice birdie at 14. I didn't see his second shot, guys, so you're going to have to tell me where it went. But uh, that, by the way, that 14th hole playing into the wind is so long. I, I mean, those guys were probably hitting it, I don't know, 260 off the tee box because it was so into the wind uphill, um, but absolutely just striped a stinger out there and ended up making birdie on that hole and threw another birdie in there. TG is another guy that likes to play in some bad weather. Um, t- uh, Taylor, I'll let you talk about the other Oklahoma guys, but my guy, Victor Hovland, I mean, Great, great story, obviously, coming out of Oklahoma or by way of Oklahoma. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Hovland's definitely got the best chance out of those Oklahoma guys to make a little bit of a run. And I do think I agree with what you're saying. Maybe not to move, get up there with Kepka and Ron, but definitely in that race for third, as I think will we'll come up down to half tomorrow afternoon, I think you'll definitely be in there for that. Gaining more than a full shot on the greens, which I think is very promising for Hovland. Still losing half a shot around the greens, and that's including some of the miraculous up and downs that he had. Uh, in the first round so yeah hopefully he can maybe just manage his ball get in some better spots but around that golf course it's just exceptionally harder to do mentioned tg tg's playing well taylor moore also playing well as well he's a plus one even on the day through nine actually had it to one under for the tournament but bogeyed uh, 15 and then bogeyed 18 coming in as well abe answer down there at two over he's three over on his round today made four bogeys on the back nine was able to make a very nice birdie on number one to uh to get it back to two over uh, for the tournament, so uh, so yeah, I mean, out of those guys, obviously Hovland is the, is the guy, but uh, all these all these local guys are showing good, and it's uh, a testament to what Sam was saying. I mean, they played in weather like this a very abundant amount of times, and sometimes you can use that as a challenge and relish it in the tough conditions. I think that's what you're seeing, uh, especially from uh, guys like TG and T Moore, because I've seen them do it a hundred times when, uh, when we were juniors. So uh, why wouldn't it be any different when they get out on the biggest stage? Yeah, Go ahead. one more point on Taylor Gooch. I talked to his dad uh, today out on the golf course, and he told me that 
Taylor had that, you know, two and a half foot putt that we talked about this morning to, that he thought was to make the cut. It, it was a putt for bogey to finish at two over par. The cut ended up going to three over. Um, but Ron Gooch told me that Taylor told him that that was the most nervous he has ever been over any putt in his entire career, sleeping all night and having to wake up in the morning and prepare for a two and a half foot putt to make the cut at Augusta. Very interesting. And, and the great thing about this is with the Masters app, Sam, you can just dial up any shot for any player in the field. And on 14, uh, Taylor Gooch hit his second shot about 25 feet past, I mean, I'm sorry, 25 feet short of the pin at 14. Uh, made that putt uh, for birdie there. And then at number 16, he hit it about 10 or 12 feet past the pin, maybe at least 12 feet past the pin. Made a very fast downhill putt at number 16 for his birdie there. So uh, Taylor, one under par for his third round. And uh, sitting there at one over for the golf tournament through eight holes of round number three. Let's go ahead and take a timeout. We do want to say thanks to our sponsors, Golf USA, Interurban Restaurants, Buffalo Wild Wings on Northwest Expressway, and Air Comfort Solutions, also Groove It Brush. And Buffalo Wild Wings on Northwest Expressway, Ed Lynn's Place, not a bad seat in the house. Watch every shot of this year's first major at Ed's Buffalo Wild Wings on Northwest Expressway, right across the street from Lake Hefner Golf and the Sports Animal. One more segment to go with the guys from the 73rd hole. And, by the way, stay tuned for the 73rd hole tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock until noon, like it is every Sunday morning, 10 until noon. We'll have a complete preview of Uh, Sunday here in Augusta with the great guys from the 73rd hole, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys, probably be joined by Jim Woodward also tomorrow morning. So Craig Humphreys here at Augusta National coming right back on the Sports Animal. WWLS, the Sports Animal, live from Augusta National with Craig and Sam Humphreys, proudly sponsored by Air Comfort Solutions, Prove It Brush, the Inner Urban Restaurants, Golf USA, and Buffalo Wild Wings on the Northwest Expressway. And welcome back to Augusta National, our Saturday wrap-up show. Craig Humphreys live from Augusta, joined by the guys from the 73rd hole, Taylor Williams and Sam Humphreys. And, Sam, we had a a very unusual uh, conclusion uh, to Friday's play here in Augusta yesterday when we had uh, some trees topple uh, across the number 17 tee box. Now, uh, the the word was that play was suspended, that it was a weather suspension. But these trees fell right in front of the tee markers, just a few yards in front of the tee markers. So I think they would have had a pretty tough time playing golf. I know they probably could have got things cut up and maybe out of the way in a period of 30, 45 minutes. But these were some really big trees. Uh, but you said you went by there today and, and checked it out. Sam, what did you see? Yeah, I walked by there today. And I think at Augusta National, that has to be the only place on this planet that something like that could happen and you could walk by, I don't know, 14 hours later and it looks like absolutely nothing happened, you would have no clue that anything happened if it weren't roped off where each of the three trees fell down. Um, but other than that, I mean, it looks like brand new, you know, pine straw, and, and it's it's amazing. I, I don't know how these guys do it, T-Dub. No, some of the stuff they get to do, guys, is just absolutely immaculate you know i mean just having the smartest minds in the world when it comes to that and also the finance is doing as well and you know what's crazy is that they actually got very very lucky in the situation because uh the uh, the larry mize group uh, was on uh, i believe 16 green when this occurred and the next group ahead was up up on 18 so there was a little bit of a gap there i mean 
he could have easily had a situation where someone just hit a tee shot and was walking off. I mean, could you imagine if that timed exactly right when all the players were walking exactly in that spot? I mean, it would have been absolutely crazy. And just thank God that, that no one was hurt from him. There was plenty of uh, patrons around there to unfortunately be struck by the tree. But, uh, you know, had some dodging in there. Even saw a video of one woman, like, literally stopping between two of the trees that fell. I mean, the courage to be able to do that in the moment is just absolutely astounding. And, and like I said, just thank God that uh, no one was injured because that was a very, very scary situation. And, and really lucky that they fell across the tee box because, you know, a lot most of the trees were across the 17 tee box where obviously you got no patrons uh, in between uh, the ropes on, on the 17 tee box there. So that probably helped also in, in having no injuries from that. But, uh, yeah, praise the Lord uh, for that. Um, okay, guys, let, let's look at some of the other big names that were some of the pre-tournament favorites uh, coming in. Uh, my pick was Xander Shoffley. Uh, Shoffley had it to 400 today through through four holes, but then still had it to four under through eight holes, but bogey number nine and ten is setting at two under right now, tied for 17th place. Uh, but you got Scotty Scheffler, number one player in the world. Scotty actually is having a very uh, good third round, as we said. He's two under par for the day on a day. Really tough scoring conditions out there, so anything under par uh, today is very good. Uh, Jason Day started the day at, at five under. He's at four under now. Cameron Young. Uh, who started the day at, at five under par. He's also at four under now. Uh, but, Sam, any any of those names uh, catch your eye from what they've done this week? Not, not that these guys are all, you know, big disappointments. Now, I tell you who did have a disappointing day today was Sam Burns and Jordan Spieth. Each of them started at five under par to start the day, and they're each two under par right now. Uh, Burns threw nine holes and Spieth threw eight holes. Cam Smith, uh, another one of the uh, pre-tournament favorites, even though his current form wasn't that good, but he's got a great track record at Augusta National. You could make a case, well, the, the highest-ranked player from the Live Golf Tour, and, and Cam Smith won over for the day through his first 13 holes of round number three. Sam, talk about some of those guys. Yeah, I mean, well, it's hard to kind of prognosticate things based off what they did early today because, what, four guys were under par at the time uh, of the suspension? I mean, so it, it was playing really, really tough out there. But, yeah, you mentioned Scotty Scheffler absolutely striping the ball this week, gaining 3.94 uh, tee to green this week, but he's losing over two shots on the greens. If he gets the putter hot, and he can – that would definitely be a guy to look out for coming down the stretch uh, on Sunday. Um, Phil Mickelson kind of catches my eye. I know that sounds crazy, but he has so much experience there, and he's so comfortable there. We did see him get to six under at one point. I'm just looking for guys that can go out there and string together some birdies tomorrow, uh, guys that I can see you know, kind of going out there not being afraid of the moment. Jason Day is another one of those guys putting great on the week as he has all year. If he can throw some iron shots uh, within 15 feet and maybe make, some run, make a run uh, late in his third round into his fourth round, we might see him farther up on this leaderboard. Um, Victor Hovland, another one of those guys. The name that I kind of like uh, that we haven't talked about down here at, at the two unders tied for 17th, 
um, is Sam Burns because he is three over on his third round through nine holes. Um, but man, he is such a good putter and he's been striking the ball so well um, since he finished tied for sixth at the Valspar and then played the great golf at the match play. Um, that's about as bad as I've seen him hit the ball uh, this morning um, since, I don't know, four, in, a, in about a month. And so I feel like the break might have helped him as well. Uh, T-Dub, we got to get out of here, but if you had to guess right now, like we said, uh, these guys still with 12 holes to go in their third round, 30 holes left in this tournament. If you had to guess right now, you're guessing uh, you guessing that Kepka gets his first green jacket? I am, yes. I, I think that he's just been playing so rock solid that he's just not going to crumble. But wouldn't be surprised if Rom at all does it, and I hope that, that Rom is able to do it. He was my, one of my one-and-done picks this week, so I'm definitely reading from him up there. But, yes, I think that uh, 90% of the time this tournament is played just like this. It's going to be a two-horse race between those two. Hey, great job, guys. We're going to have a complete two-hour preview of Sunday here in Augusta starting at 12 o'clock Oklahoma time tomorrow. Run from uh, Starting at 10 o'clock Oklahoma time. I'm sorry, it'll run from 10 until noon uh, tomorrow. We do want to say thanks to all of our sponsors, Golf USA, Interurban Restaurants, Buffalo Wild Wings, and Air Comfort Solutions along with Groove It Brush. And uh, check out Air Comfort Solutions, the ACS $69 AC tune-up. We'll make sure that your system is teed up, ready for the summer. Make the winning call in the OKC Metro, 405-721-3740, in the Tulsa area, 918-743-2300, or online at aircomfortsolutions.net. For Taylor Williams and Sam Humphreys, I'm Craig Humphreys, live for the Sports Animal from Augusta National. Talk to you in the morning.